Oh my God. I I don't think I've ever I never played this whole song out before. This is um Ride On featuring Johnny King. And um he great he let me use it um for for the show, my ten o'clock show. Cause I use Lovely Day by um um Bill Withers for the for the day, you know, the nine o'clock slot. But on Fridays I get an extra hour of in, so ten o'clock. So anyway, I just let that go because I dig it. And I've never really listened to this, the, the entire song. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to ride all day, ride all night. The wheels keep turning. <laughs> so good morning. This is the second part of Love, Babs, Love Talk on a Friday. And uh, I usually, I'm waiting for uh, Nicole Blades to come in. She just texted me. She's in, she's in traffic. And so she'll be here shortly. We're going to talk about her new book, Have You Met Nora? <laughs> So I, I can't wait to to get into that with her. My last hour, I was talking to Tanya Poole Hughes, who is the executive director of the Commission on Human Rights and Opportunities um, here in Connecticut. And so we were talking about se- sexual harassment. And boy, that was such a good conversation. So if you have a mind, um, go to SoundCloud and, 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 uh, and uh, download it. Listen to it again. I will repost it. It'll be up again. Um, Harry will send it around and uh, it'll play again on the drive time at five o'clock. So, and it'll sometime over the weekend too. You you can hear it. You can catch it. So it was a good conversation. I, and actually I learned a lot. I learned more and I, you know, I'm cross trained in domestic violence and rape crises. Well, at least I was a million years ago. And so it was good to sort of uh, re familiarize myself with language and what's uh, what's happening. Um, and so it was a good conversation and, and it got sparked because she and I were having a, a brief conversation about this whole sexual harassment and rape stuff happening in Hollywood. Um, and I think Hollywood is a, is a workplace just like any other workplace um, that people have the right to, to, to go to work unharmed and to, to work with dignity and respect. And so, so, so Tanya and I were having a conversation about that. I think it was a really good conversation. So um, I'm waiting for Nicole Blades to show up. And she will. And it'll be a great conversation because she and I have a Terry Williams background, (laughs) public relations. And no one has a better author PR game than Nicole Blades, I must say. No one. I've not met anybody who has a better PR game than her. Seriously. And uh, and I talk about her podcast because the last time she was here, um, she had a she had had another book out. And um, and she was launching a podcast with her sister. So, and she wasn't really talking about it yet, but now it's in full swing. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So we'll just catch up because she's been all over the place and running around and writing and doing all these things. So we'll catch up and see how she's doing and, and hear about this new book and how this new book is doing. And she'll be here in Connecticut um, at, uh, at uh, R.J. Julia's in, uh, in uh, Middletown at, at uh, Wesleyan. Wesleyan's bookstore is R.J. Julia. Hey, Harry Droz. <laughs> how are you? Harry had a ooh, Harry had a little car trouble this morning, but um, I feel like it'll be fine. God, so. Harry likes to think that God was trying to tell him not to come to work today, but that's not how God works. <laughs> <laughs> God put an angel in your place to help you get to work. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess that's no work today. I said, let me just tell Babs I'm going to probably be late. <laughs> and you what he beat me here <laughs> yeah you know because there was no traffic there's no traffic so i thought you know i'll be there in an hour mm-hmm. got here in like 40 minutes okay so 
I like when there's no, I like, listen, I could park where I want to park. There's no, no hassle of a ticket. So I work the holidays because just for the fact that I could just come downtown and park where I want to park <laughs> and not pay. That's the now joy. You, you sure is no. Oh, Lord. If I go down there and see a ticket on my car, Harry, I hope not. I'm going to fall down. But it's a holiday. And it's observed today because schools are closed. Oh, because so. the lot. Usually when it's a holiday, the people in the lot park in the street because it's closer. Uh-huh. But the lot was kind of full this morning. Well, because people probably didn't pay attention. It was just like whatever. Because we're used to having the month the, taking the Monday for the holiday, but yeah. today they're taking it. To, it's the Friday, so my sons are home, so my kids are home today, and uh, laying their little butts around. <laughs> so, so that's well, it's it. strange because some charter schools still have. Oh, you know, charter schools go well, their own way, although. I, I'm a I'm a board member on Common Ground, but they observe observed it today. You know why? Because the buses observed it, and the buses that bring the kids are not going to run today. That's strange. In Waterbury, I know Bella still has school too. She does. Well, she she don't care though, does she? Did she even uh, know? No, she probably likes being at school more yeah. than being at home. Well, because you know her friends are there. Yeah. You know she's at the age where she has friends and. There's cool stuff to do at school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She prefers Snacks. not to be at home alone in her room. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If she's not her only child anymore, but the baby is not able to, you know, right. and be her partner in crime. Well, and she can't play with a lot of the stuff because of the baby. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh. if you're going to play, stay in your room. <laughs> like, poor girl. I'm like, oh. Oh, poor Bella. So it looked like grandpa going to go in uh, what? Um, break her out. <laughs> not, not today. Not t- <laughs> you have to stay in kid jail today. Yeah. I'll break you out maybe Saturday, Grandpa. Yeah, not today. Poppy, are you gonna break me out? <laughs> <laughs> She's sitting there like I'm stuck in my room waiting for my poppy. As soon as my poppy comes, I'm gonna be jail broke. That's all right. Don't worry, he's coming, Bella. He's coming. He'll be here tomorrow. Tomorrow he's got you. Then y'all go do some. Oh, that was supposed to be cold all weekend. Well, tonight is going to be frigid. I know. So it's going to get into the teens, but the wind chill is going to be right next to the zero mark. So get ready. No. Anybody out there who doesn't have oil in their tank and is waiting? Oh, I put oil in because I, I knew better. I Hurry was like, up. you know what? I can't even... I did it when it was warm because I was like, you know what? I know it's going to change. It's going to be abrupt. <laughs> so I said, let me go ahead and put a little oil in this joker. I'm going to fill it up again this month um, so I could just have a full. I only got a half a tank. So I'm going to fill it all the way up. And uh, so that'll it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. This this Canadian weather is going to go after today. I mean, after, well, it'll be with us early tomorrow, but then it'll just be cold. The the worry, the things people have to worry about, or you know, people who care, are those people who sleep in the streets. Uh huh. You know, they're gonna be in subs, almost sub zero weather. So, <laughs> you know, your, your skin can't take that, especially the wind chill. When that wind hits your face, Oof. Nicole is uh, at West Elm. Are you in? Are you in West Haven? I don't, where is West Elm? You know, people have done that. Yeah, so. people have done that a few times. <laughs> You're not the first one. 
Nicole. It, it's the GPS. Yes, it is. People follow the GPS and sometimes it goes the wrong direction. Yes, you're not. I'm gonna tell her she's not the first person. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of folks have done that. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm texting her because she's texting. She's texting me back. <laughs> There's no worries. Lots of people have done this. The GPS. It's the GPS. The GPS does it. The GPS. The GPS routes people that way. You know what? I'm so excited to go back to Pacifico for lunch today. <laughs> back to Pacifico. What, what did you eat the last time you were there that you're excited to go back? I, they had this they had this spinach quinoa tomato salad, Harry. And they had corn cakes to go with it, but I couldn't eat. I can't eat the corn cakes. Oh, Harry, this is such a flavorful. Spinach tomato salad. That's what yes, you're excited with quinoa, about. with a little quinoa in it. Harry, I, I like spinach and tomato, but with the quinoa, it's not a, it's not overpowering. It's just a little bit of quinoa, and uh, it was so darn good. I was like, <gasps> and then I had the um, I had the um, the um, chicken stir fried chicken. It was like some kind of rice and chicken dish, and uh, I was like, I have to go back and eat that again because it was so good. And the dessert, I don't even want anything else. I just want that. So I'm going to go back and have the same thing I had before. It was so good. And maybe I'll get to sit in the window downstairs. I was upstairs. So maybe I get to sit downstairs in the window with my friend, Hawa. Hawa Bond. She's in town because her son. Hawa. Yeah. Hawa. H-A-W-A. That's her name. It's a nice name. It is a nice name. And uh, she's a nice woman. So she, she's, uh, they, they are from Mays Landing, New Jersey. Her son um, is at university at UNH. And, uh. He's in the marching band. He's got a scholarship to be in the marching band. And so they, this is their last game, home game, I think, or something. Um, so she's coming for that. And uh, not bad. I think, the, I think the Yale-Harvard game is this weekend, too. I think. Because my friend Ken Tulo out there in um, California is coming in town. So he's talking about all the people he's trying to see, but he didn't mention me. So I was on his Facebook page like, if you even think about coming to this town and not trying to get some coffee with me, we're going to have problems. We're going to have real showing up problems. And he better not say, oh, Baz, whatever. I said, you better you better meet me at a coffee shop somewhere. Americo. 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 <laughs> Are we going to have real problems? Real problems. So anyway, but he's he's got the most beautiful cherub twins. And... uh I just enjoy enjoy talking to him, and I and I haven't seen him a lot over the years um, since he's been married and moved out there. So when he comes home, I try to see him and connect with him. So he better see me. I'm not playing. <laughs> so Nicole says she's about eleven minutes away. So this is gonna be a good thirty minute conversation. <laughs> I'm not even going to go have breakfast. I'm hungry. It's all get up. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go run by the inner city. I got to go check, you know, my stuff there. Because uh, I don't really work on Fridays. So uh, so I'm going to go there, handle that. And then I'm going to bounce out, meet my girlfriend downtown. And uh, and that's about it. I don't really. 
Um, I'm going to a jazz. Uh, uh, my friend um, Ann Mazzaro gave me some tickets for a jazz concert tonight in Waterbury at the Palace. So I might do that. Do you want? You want to? Do you want the tickets? To see what jazz? Do you oh, like jazz? I saw. Yeah, I saw the on the website the um, you know, the advertisement for it. It looks good, but I'm not gonna come back down. <laughs> it's in Waterbury. Oh, it's in Waterbury <laughs> at the I Palace. Mean, oh. <laughs> No, that's, you're not going. That's actually like five minutes. I know. Oh, really? Harry's not going to go. But Harry's not going to go. I know you're not going. That's why I just offered well, them. My wife is listening right now. If you want to go, let me know. And maybe I'll. <laughs> no. See, no. Karen, listen. And don't let me get in the middle of nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Harry to be giving me the look. You told my wife. <laughs> you told my wife you had tickets. Now I got to go sit in some concert. I don't really want to go sit in on the coldest night of the year. Oh, that's right. It's going to be cold. <laughs> Never mind. I know. I know. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to go get in my recliner and that's it. I know. Um. So since, you know, the, our guest is a little late, what are you going to be talking about with our guests? What's, what's the topic? Her book, her new book. Do you, have you met Nora? Have you met Nora? You read it yet? No, I haven't read it yet. They sent it to me, but I haven't read it yet. They sent it to me last week, so I haven't read it yet. They should, they should send me books, too, but audio. <laughs> so I can listen to it in the car. I know. You just, I, I know. I'm digging this audio thing. Yeah, I'm, I love those audio books now. I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking about getting me a dedicated e-reader. Because I don't want to read things on my phone. Because if I read things on my phone, Harry, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to my social media sites and check stuff and email. I don't want to do that. And my new computer, my new laptop, which I bought so that it would make my life easier, which I have not used really because it's big. <laughs> you got to get yourself a little tablet. No, I had two tablets and they, and I, and I, and they, my kids have hijacked them. And can you, you know, you could get Kindle on them. And just I know. flip through the pages of your book. I, I read like that, but now I'm into the audiobooks. I am too, since it I makes I, it so much easier on my eyes. <laughs> you're not reading, you're listening. Yes. I like the audiobooks because I feel like I'm listening to a lecture. Like I feel like I'm you know, I'm t- I'm being told the story. So I like that. Yeah. I, I just read a book and now I'm listening to it. Because I want to see what the difference, what the or difference if you like is, it, or if I, you know, the the perspective that I have, if the person reading it had the same perspective, or is there a little twist to the story? Oh, okay, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, we we're kind of on the same Page. line of thought. Okay, so. all right. But well. my son told me, it's you're you're just gonna listen to somebody reading the story in a mundane fashion and how are you going to know get the feelings the story but actually it's pretty good the audiobooks surprisingly are really good oh okay depends on the person reading the book okay a lot of people get right into it and you're like oh my god it's almost like a in spanish we call it novela um soap opera uh-huh so it's oh it's like good. that yeah some of them some of them are <laughs> So, but some of them are like a robot, <laughs> and she turned the corner, and you're like, "I'll read, I'll read this this book." <laughs> no, I'll read this. No thanks. I'll re- I'll yeah. just read this myself. Yep. So, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. Well, I, I, I've, I'm venturing into the audio books. Um, do you have Audible? I have Audible. Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's worth it to me. And so you, it's it's a paid subscription. It's a paid subscription. Um, one, basically one book a month for fourteen ninety five. I think it is. Is that fourteen ninety five a year? A month. Oh no, I can't afford that. Yeah. I was just go buy a book. <laughs> well, it is. You're buying the book. It's just you're buying a book a month. So if no, you're, if you're a book a month person, then it's good. You know they have the lot. You know you could tag into your library. They have the whole live that library app where you can you can you can get your books for free at the library. <laughs> well, if you're a Amazon Prime member, they have a lot of free books. Also. I don't have Amazon. I don't have any of that. Harry's <laughs> like. You need to get something because you're whining. <laughs> so I get a, I get free books on the Amazon Prime side, but then you have books that normally cost like thirty bucks, and you're getting them for fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh, not bad. Mm. Okay, I'll think about that. I guess I think that's more than what I. You know, that's that's too much. I'll just go to the library and check out books. I could check out books and there's an app, a library app where all the libraries can be connected. So you can borrow, you can listen to, um, um, you can check out audio books and you could check them out in the digital realm too. So you have X amount of time. The the tune in app jump, jumped into that market. Also, they, they're now offering audio books and their price is something like $6 a month. Oh, Oh, and they have a lot of audio books that they offer. Hmm. I gotta look into that. I still want me an e-reader because I, 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 yeah, yeah. The e-reader. Well, me, I have, I have my Amazon tablet, mm-hmm. and it comes with Kindle. You know, you have Kindle, and you can read. I have a lot of books to read too. <laughs> I got a lot of books. I have a lot of books too, Harry. A lot of hard books, like you know, physical books. And uh, and I had the nerve to check out books yesterday at the library because a friend of mine is reading um, James Baldwin, The Fire, next time. So I was like, ooh, let me just let me go check that out and refresh my memory so that when we talk about it, I, it'll be fresh. I think I'm in love with this person. That's why. So so not only did I pick out that, but then I picked up some other books. By, I was like, why am I getting these? I have books that I am reading now. <laughs> What's the what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> See, that's the good part about the audible book, right? Because I could be reading a book and, can, and listening to a book. I can't no, not at I'm the doing, same time. Oh, I've I've done reading and listening to two books. I can't, Harry. That's too much. Although I could entertain it. <laughs> no, oh, I couldn't it do it. This. You know why? Because I will. I need my attention to be one or the other. See, can't I need, do both. I need mind occupation. So. Even while I'm doing something, I need to have my mind occupied with something else. So mm-hmm. It works for me. Well, if it works for you, what am I? What am I gonna say? If it works for you, but um, I think this is a good time for books. Yeah, there are a lot of good books. And not to plug Audible again, but Audible actually gets actors and stuff to read their books. Yeah, I wonder so. if they. I could read a book for them. Do you think I have a? I think if they hired me, I could do a decent that, enough job. That's, that's a big market now. People are getting in 
to that market just to read books. I would and, do that. It's like, how do I read for y'all? Yeah, it, I can't a, say y'all, but <laughs> it's actually a big market because if you if you're one of those people who get into the story and you can read it like that, I do. I could get into right. a story. So is that uh, her? You guessed. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicole, come on in. Girl, don't worry about it. People do it all the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, Harry, tell her how many times people have gone to the wrong address and have gone to West Elm. <laughs> so don't worry. No worry. No worry. You got a good, we get, we get a good 40 minutes in. Easy. Good 20 minutes. I don't know. Come in. You look cute. Yeah, go sit over the, to the far. Oh yes! Yeah. Oh, since the last time you were here, yeah, I was right across from you. Yeah, well, because I I've been manning the I can man this now. Ooh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, Nicole Blades. Hey, how are you? I'm so sorry that I I was Girl. like fretting in the car. That's all right. This I was a- wondering why. I was like, what? It looks really residential. <laughs> this is weird. Did they take me a back road? They did. <laughs> here I am. Oh. You can have headsets if you want them. But you, if you want them, you don't have to. But if you want to hear yourself or hear better, so how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? It's nice to see you. Same here. Thanks for having me on here. I see you on Facebook because we, we're Facebook friends and Instagram yes. friends. Yes. And, and I was just telling the listeners, I was like, you have the baddest, baddest, baddest. You need a bigger one or a smaller one. You have the best PR game of anybody I know. <laughs> That's because you're PR old PR head. But it's like she got the. Are those headsets working for her? Because I think they might be big. It's because of my hat. That's all right. I'm like, I refuse to have So you have the best PR game. Thank you so much. I mean, you, you, I'm you, trying. Your materials are tight. Thank you. are you. on it. I was like, this girl. <laughs> like, I need I'm her trying. in my life. I'm trying. I think, you know, being a journalist helps, you know, because I know. Thank you. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. I got a MacGyver hookup. There you go. Um, I think um, being a journalist helps because I have over the like I've been a journalist for almost twenty years, if not twenty. Swing I, that mic a little bit in, in front. Just yeah. I see the things that oh, yeah, are that make sense. The things that I'm like, oh yeah, this. If I were on the receiving end, I'd like to get this, mm-hmm. and I'd like it to be you know all put together. So I think I think about it that way. Like, how is it on the receiving end? It's good. Thank you. <laughs> it, I love when I get your little emails. I'm like, ooh, and I love the way it looks. So, Harry, we have to fix her mic so it's not in front of her, so we could see her pretty face. Oh, oh yeah, so there's a camera. To, yeah. Oh, this is Facebook Live. And oh yeah. Oh, all kinds of live. All it's right. World Live and <laughs> wherever else Harry got us rigged into. Worldwide. We might be in China being live right now <laughs> if Harry has his way. So, um, yeah, oh, your materials China. are great. Thank you so much. They Thank are really you. nice. I like them. I appreciate it. All right. So so what about Nora? What about Nora? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm going to be at. I talked about that. RJ Julia RJ Wesleyan. RJ Julia Wesleyan. On yes. November 14th. On Tuesday, November 14th. Yes. At 7 p.m. I'm, I'm going hoping, to try to be there. I really hope so. I'm hoping to get a lot of people out there. Just, you know, having that local Ooh, support sorry. means something because. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> having that local support is means a lot mm-hmm. you know having other people that like your neighbors friends colleagues community coming out and saying yeah we're here supporting you it means something so i'm hoping that people will come out some of the listeners will be like hey i want to go check this out 
So tell me about this book. Okay, it's so this be- book, it's a beautiful looking book. Thank you the so cover. much. Thank you. And it's very mysterious. It is. I'm hoping that people are like, hmm, what's going to happen? What What is going on with a, Nora? It's a girl with a black person in the frame. Yeah. yeah, is, that yeah, the, yeah. is that the mother, the grandmother? That's was that? the mother. So, so ba- the story is, Have You Met Nora is about Nora McKenzie. She is a, it's a modern day story. She is a uh, young, I can hear us. <laughs> oh, that's just Harry uh, playing it live. <laughs> she is a young um, woman who is biracial, mixed race. Her mother is black. Her dad, who she's never met, is white. And uh, she's from very humble beginnings. But for the last 15, 14, 15 years, she has been passing as white and wealthy. Oh. So that is her big secret. And she is like weeks away, less than a month away from marrying into <gasps> a very wealthy, legendary uh, New York family. What's she going to do with these babies? Come out. <laughs> exactly. Because, so you know, a, the gene pool. There's a lot. To, there's a lot of there are a lot of layers. There are a lot of issues right? Oh, that she's got to be concerned about to keep her secret going. So the whole oh my the, God. The story is kind of it looks at uh, passing identity, race and who gets to say who we are. And oh. also what lengths we'll go to to protect our ideal selves you know so she's she's created this identity or she's built this identity and um even it's all built on a deception but she is it's what she is claiming and it's very much important to her that she's going to keep that going and so then this is a movie nicole things start turning i hope so listening Ava DuVernay, <laughs> things that are things that start bubbling up, uh, really uh, the pot starts stirring, get stirred because someone from her past, an old classmate who's a black woman who knows her secret, pops up into her present and is threatening to unmask her and oh. ruin everything that she has created for herself. So then the question really becomes like, how far is she going to go to really is protect she gonna, Does she kill people? I don't know. Does she? <laughs> Does she? <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah. So how did you? So what was the inspiration for this? Well, I this I've been living with this book for almost ten years. Almost really? Yeah. I had this book, this idea, and I've been working on it. Before your other book, that well, my very first book, Earth's Waters, came out in two thousand seven. Okay. So then, right after that, I did what I normally do, which is I start working on something else. And this idea came to me, and I started working on it. And over the years, it, you know, got not shelved, but kind of put to the to the bottom of the list. And then it it had a whole different idea. I mean, in the the original original, it was set in a high school, a boarding school. Nora was seventeen. She was like a really horrible mean girl, the queen of mean girls. And it had a different story. But okay. The, the heart of the story was still the same. It was still somebody who was passing. It was still somebody who had built a life a story, a narrative on a lie. Okay. And um, so things changed. I had to grow her up, build an entire world around her, create new relationships, create new tension, new new drama, new new challenges. So over the years, it, it's, it's morphed, but it's always been the same. The heart of the story is, you know, how far would one go to protect their ideal self? Um, so the original idea came, and I've been asked this obviously uh, whenever I talk about this book, like, where did you get the idea? So I, this was way before Rachel Dolezal and her crazy mess. But, um, well, this is like Pinky. Remember the movie Pinky? Have you ever seen the movie Pinky? Imitation of Life. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of people talk about that a lot too. Um, 
So there's this actor, and I always say I, I'm going to keep her nameless because it's not my position to call out people's choices or say what they're doing is wrong. Even though I'm, uh, <laughs> I, um, so this actor has um, pretty well-known parents. So she is mixed race. But had you not known who her parents were, you would assume, it would be easy to assume that she was a white woman. Yeah. How, she's pre- how she presents seems like a white woman. So I started thinking about her and I was like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if we didn't, like she was just a random person and you met her at a cocktail party and you didn't know her background. You didn't know who, who her parents were. And um, what if you just, if this, it was all a lie of omission. You, you made an assumption, oh, she's a white woman and she didn't correct you. She didn't say, actually, you know, my mom's black or my dad's black. She didn't say anything like that. So that's what started the ball rolling. Mm. What would happen if somebody just decided that the choice they made was they didn't correct you on something? Because passing is not new in our community. It's just not new. People have been doing it since Reconstruction, right? Like (laughs) way before uh, uh, new new telling of these stories so so we do have a history a painful one i'll be because yeah. people people feel some kind of way yeah i mean passing is not any a nice thing it's not like <laughs> oh, something you're proud of right um it i guess is, not it's not something to be proud of but the, what's really wacky is in talking about this book more and more now that it's out um some people have a lot of stories like personal you know painful stories of family members in the past who have passed however What's interesting is I have a really good friend. Her mother's side of the family is Creole, and her dad's side, I think, is from the Midwest or maybe the South. And she said that some she has cousins on her mother's side who live in Illinois in present-day America, and they are passing. <gasps> so it's happening. It's Ooh. happening. And what's also interesting But don't is, you live with some kind of fear if you're passing? Like, uh, I mean, you be. can't ever have kids. It, well, you know what? You also have to... Um, you're just in fear. I think you have to commit to it in this, on this level where it's like, this is the truth. Kind of like how <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. I mean, there's some other stuff going on with her. But, you know, you have to commit to it like, it's not a lie. This is the truth. And anything that anyone says to the contrary is, that's the lie, you know? And I think what's interesting is um, there was a story. There's a lot of stories coming up about passing. Recently. I know. So um, there's a pop singer named um, Halsey. So she had a Rolling Stone magazine. Um, Rolling Stone had an interview with her, and she said that she has been effectively passing, not like in a sinister way where she was plotting this, but she has been effectively passing for many years because her dad is black and her mom is white. But looking at her, you would have no idea that she's mixed race at all. So I guess, you know, she's just never put that out there in a, in a big way until now, possibly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's possible and it's happening. And then the other story, speaking of kids, is I think it was in The Guardian or maybe it was The Washington Post. There was this woman who um, said that her mother, who passed away from cancer, had been passing all her life. And so the mother con- like confessed to her, to the daughter. But she said, you know, you can't ever. She was like terrified of this getting out. So she said to the daughter, you have to swear to me that you will never tell anybody until I'm long gone. So now that the woman has passed away, the daughter is talking about it. But the daughter didn't even know. 
<laughs> so I mean, she had a kid, and so the daughter didn't even know. So the gene pool is is random, is random, and it could happen where the baby but strikes back some, to some old, you know, uh, you know, uh, always going to show up somewhere, some, somewhere. It could, or it could, you know, wash wash away a little bit more, a little bit further. So it's a hard to say oh where that Lord. gene pool is going to strike up. Yeah. So are you finding that people? The book is officially out. It's officially out. It came out October 31st. And so people have read it and and given a you... A couple of people have read it so far. Are they freaking out? Are they how they feel? really good reviews. So I'm happy about that. Okay, okay. And uh, one person who came to my... I had a lunch party in New York City on the 1st. And a friend, uh, she read the book. She got it early. She got an advanced copy. And so she read the book. And she really raved about it. And she was like coming to me talking about like sequels and... If you do this and you do that, like so, she was really into it. Like she bought into everything, which is always good to hear. As a writer, you want to hear that someone like so believes in it that they want more. They want the story to keep going. So, so are you taking that into heart? Not, not really. I mean, I'm working on something new. Well, because people want to know. Because people want to know what happens to these people. That's always a good thing. But um, Nicole's like, I'm sorry. No, not necessarily. It's never no. I haven't thought about it yet, but. It's one of those things like what I stopped writing. I finished writing that book. I handed, and this shows you like how slow, like a glacial pace that publishing works at. Because <laughs> I handed in my final, all the edits were done. I handed that in to my editor September of 2016. Whoa. And so the whole process of the book, you know, going through copy edits and all of that, it then it comes out like a year later. So I have long since kind of moved on from that story and those characters. Oh, so it's I now see. To kind of be, I'm oh, back in it because I'm promoting it yes. and talking about it. But I haven't really, like those characters never really leave you, leave you. You're always thinking about them. And to tell you the truth, something funny is I'm working on something new that's completely different, has nothing to do with any of this book or The Thunder Beneath Us. But I was writing and I found myself calling my new protagonist Nora. <laughs> because I think because lately I've been talking a lot about her but it, it's one of those things like they never leave you but um, I think I was like okay that's the story that I wanted to tell and I wanted it to be in a, in a sense where and then life goes on so they keep living so maybe as as a reader you're kind of thinking about them too like like if they were real people yes I mean I I, I don't know of any book that doesn't make me think about the characters beyond and what I imagine them to be and how exactly. they would be. And, yeah. You know. And some sequels, to be honest, some sequels you're like, oh, this should have just ended at book one. You know, <laughs> like sometimes you're five, five, seven books into a series and you're like, oh, this should have ended three books ago. So I don't want that to ever happen to my characters. But um, I haven't thought about a sequel yet. No. Okay. All right. So, okay. So you're out. You're, this book is going around. People are, in enjo- are enjoying it. Yeah. And you're talking about it, and and uh, are you surprised at how many stories you're hearing about modern day passing? I am kind of, I am surprised because I'm surprised, but not because people will always be people. You know what I mean? And people will always do things where you're like, oh yeah, okay, I get you. But uh, but I'm surprised at the timing of it. Like now that this book is out, I'm like just before the book came out, I was like. What about when I read about the Halsey woman? I was like, wait a minute, what? Oh my goodness! So I wrote, you know, I sent it to my agent. I was like, did you guys see this? And then that Guardian piece about the mother who passed away, who was like, swear to me, you'll never tell anybody. It was like the worst thing that could ever happen in I, her mind. Oh my god! Was that this be revealed while she was still alive? And that story came out. And I was like, oh my goodness! So I wrote, 
And then someone uh, sent me a piece, and I think this family lives in, I want to say they might live in the in the Midwest, but it's like a family that had been passing for a while. A family? Oh, like a little family. Yes, yeah, so I was like, wow, this <laughs> so it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, you know, I, I, you know what? You raise a point about what does it mean to be whatever? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be black? What does it mean to be white? What yeah. does it mean to be whatever? Yeah. If you can sort of be fluid, because yeah. I got that word from my teenagers, my millennials, fluidity, mom, fluidity, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Uh, what what does it mean to be that fluid? Yeah. You know? It, it, it's, and do we force people to choose? Like, if they feel like they're not, what is black? What is black? You know what, though? It, that's an interesting conversation because my, I married, a, I'm married to a white guy, and so our son is mixed race. And I wrote something for Good Housekeeping not too long ago mm-hmm. about how I want my mixed race son to grow up, especially in this country and in these current times, I want him to grow up being proud and uh, to identify as black, as a black man, as a black boy, because that is how the world sees him. And that, I mean, if he goes into an elevator, like an 18-year-old mixed-race cutie pie son goes into the elevator and a white woman clutches her purse a little bit, it's not because like, oh, he's mixed-race. It's because she sees him as a black threat, right? And so I'm like, look, you have to be prepared for how this world is going to treat you and see you. So there are a lot of things I'm trying to prepare him for moving into as he gets older. He's only eight right now. Mm -hmm. But I think that... So how does your husband take that? That's that was the other interesting thing because we've talked about this way before he was when he was like in the in the stroller and people were like oh is he yours that was another thing <laughs> I was mistaken because we grew up in, he was born in Brooklyn and we were living in Brooklyn and I wrote another and, piece about and you're that the nanny. so it was like oh he's so cute is he yours I got that so many times when he was a youngster like the whole being mistaken for the nanny was a real issue and I was very upset by it for a while. Until I, I decided to, you know, turn that question around and say, like, why do you ask? Like, why do you need to know if, if he's mine? You know, because in the beginning, I was like, of course he's mine. I'm a, you know, <laughs> hey, 20 hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding this baby. <laughs> and I'm not a wet nurse. But, uh, <laughs> but I think that um, it, it, it uh, with my husband, we've talked about this a lot. And he agrees with me. Okay. He he doesn't see it as a denial of the white part of him. Okay, okay. Because it's the fact is your dad is white, but you're not. You know, that's just through the way that this historically has been, you know, the whole one drop everything. You know, the white side, even though he has white genes from his father, mm-hmm. does not mean that he's white. white man you know yeah so unfortunately <sighs> if, if if he i'm hoping i'm hoping that he that i instill enough education and information and um edify this child enough that he can make this choice on his own and and really feel it down to his bones I, I, I and not a, in a sense i have a biracial daughter yeah and she she identifies as black yeah and uh i think she I, th- I think she questioned it when she was much younger because people were always like, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you? Well, that's the thing. And that, that question, kind what are of you? like, mm-hmm. what, you know, mom, what, what is this? You know, we tried to sort of give her as much explanation as we could for right. a little kid. Uh, but now, you know, she squarely identifies as a woman of color, a black yep. woman. Yep. 
Um, she goes to a black school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just, you know, um, so she has embraced it. But it was a little interesting when she was little because people would just constantly. And I got, I got the questions, too, like. Who, who am I in relationship to this? Yes. To this child, this your daughter, like, the mother. Yep. 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 <laughs> yes. It's, it's insulting and it's, it's hurtful, but it's where we are. And I, you know, I am so happy that we have a president Barack Obama to hold up as this fantastic example to my son to be like, here's somebody who is also mixed race, who also identifies as a black man, yeah, who is excellent. Who was the president of the United States? You know, so I mean, like, he and is a damn like, the good best one. example for me. Yes, to, to hold up to my son to yeah. be like this. This is what it means. This is what it looks like. This is what, and also, I really, it's been really important for me to show my son that black life isn't limited to, you know, it's not limited to that. You've got to listen to rap music. You got to play basketball. You got to do like it's not limited to these stereotypes. Or exactly. These folks, you know, like we it's are vast. wide and it's vast. big yeah. and diverse and, and diverse in in all so many ways. Yes. You know, I'm I'm black, Canadian, uh, Caribbean, <laughs> and I'm still black. You know what I mean? So right. you don't have to have this one experience. Right. It's not just right. a single story. Right. So I really want to impress that upon him as we get as we as he gets older mm-hmm. and, you know, giving him as much information as he can process at, at whatever level he is. But it's it's really important to me that he understands, especially living in Connecticut, we're in New England and we're in West Hartford. It's diverse. There's some diversity, but it's not <laughs> as much as I would like, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, there are several times where he and I are going to be the only ones in the room. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that he's confident and feels good about that and he's not ever feeling like he has to apologize or explain or anything yeah i want him to have a really solid answer for like what are you yeah i hope (laughs) no that's i mean that's real and it's gonna come up and it's gonna be challenging and he may not ever talk to you about it you might not hear about because i didn't hear about some of this stuff until much later yeah you know with my daughter and then i was like why didn't you tell me she's like i just handled it you know just whatever 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 i was like you know i know you know, I thought I was like, you know, we, and you know, as the parents, we're just like always trying to like make sure all the bases are covered, yep. and you know, so we're trying to prepare them. But there's some things that you're not prepared for, especially in the, with this current with this administration. Climate. Yes, <laughs> we're in a dangerous time. Yeah, uh, seriously, it's a yeah. very dangerous time. It is, um, and people are fighting back, which I'm grateful for. So. Talk to me about this podcast. Yeah. Because the called- last time you were here, you couldn't talk about it because you were just getting started. Yes. And you were like, oh, it's coming. I can't yes. say anything. But yes, it is. I was here just a year ago, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, it's called Hey Sis. Hey Sis. And it is a podcast that I'm doing with my sister, Nyla. She lives in Salt Lake City. I live here. So there are 12 years between us. She's 12 years younger than I really? am. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a whole that's a that's got to be fun. Yeah, she's got a whole different perspective on things, perspective on things. But we were raised in the same family with the same parents. So it's very much like we have some like some bases are very much the same. We have a a lot of commonalities and a lot of um, similar worldviews, you know. And so she and I live like almost 3000 miles apart. We're there 12 years between us. But we talk every day. We're a close-knit family. Mm-hmm. But she and I talk every day and sometimes several times a day. And we talk about everything. That's that's me and my sister. Yeah. And we're just always like, lately we've been talking about Louis C.K. Like, oh, oh, oh. we're talking about everything <laughs> from funny to like more serious. Um, and she's also a mom. And so we talk about motherhood, everything. And 
I've always wanted to do a podcast because I like conversation. I like talking to people. I'm nosy. I like to hear <laughs> where they came from, why they're making some decisions, some of their perspective. How do they get there? We are on the same thread. So I like that. I like that kind of conversation. And I like hearing people's stories. But I didn't want to do a podcast by myself. I wanted to have that interaction and that back and forth with somebody else. But that's the key, like finding somebody that you vibe with. You don't have to agree on everything, but that there's a good rapport there. Yes. And um, so I said, you know, would you be interested in doing this with me? I Actually, I approached another mother who lives in uh, L.A., and she was thinking about it. But at the time, then she... She ended up ha getting a divorce, so her <laughs> life went like a different yeah, way. So yeah. she was this, involved in that. So I had to like table it again, and then I went to my sister and I was like, "Hey, would you be interested in this?" And she had just given birth, so she was like, "Let me think about it." And now, uh, then we she thought about it, thought about it. We went to a conference called uh, Mom 2.0 Summit. In, oh, I know Mom 2.0. Yeah, yes, I know great. those folks. It's a fantastic conference. You so know, they, we have a, they have a shout out for, for speakers. You have until oh, November yes. 12th. Yes, I know. I got November 15th, I think. Oh, okay, November 15th. Something like that. I got to get in there. <laughs> I was God. thinking about it too because I, I did Blogger twice and I was like, oh, I should try to do Mom. I think I saw you at Blogger like years ago, right? Me, like, when it was in New York? No. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yes. I, I met you there. Um. So we were at Mom 2.0 two years ago, and um, everyone kept saying, like, oh, it's the Blade Sisters. Oh, the Blade Sisters. Because we did a panel together. We're talking about how to, um, I think it was, like, how to um, take your compassion and turn it into social justice, into action, social action. And um, so people kept talking about the Blades duo. We were this little duo, you know, like a comedy routine or something. And um, so as, as we were... You know, we were there together. I was like, you know, what do you think about doing a podcast? And since this Blade Sister thing seems to be really, you know, connecting with people. And we ended up um, coming up with some ideas that, you know, on that trip, on the on the shuttle ride back to the airport, I secured the URL, com, and we came up with the name. And then over uh, last Christmas... So just before, just after I left you, I came to see you in November, I think, last mm -hmm. year. So last Christmas, our families uh, spent Christmas together. We were in uh, at my, our parents' timeshare in Orlando. So we just uh, pen and paper and hashed out, like, what is this going to be? What's the theme? What's our, what's our motivation? And then we just put it all together. And then we looked for uh, a producer because that was the one thing that I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, edit and cut and... That's a whole other. Oh, I know. I know people who are doing that. Yeah, I was like, just, I don't. I, I don't can't have add time that to, to that. my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the way my life is set up. Yeah. It won't hold another <laughs> thing like that. So I said, no, I can't do this. So we we did a whole search, and another friend of mine who has a podcast and has had it for years recommended this one guy, this producer who is in Portland, I think. So he's on the West Coast. My sister is in Salt Lake City. I'm over here in New England. And we make it work. And he does, we just record it on Zencaster. And we have guests who um, we talk to as well. We interview. And sometimes it's just she and I talking. And he edits it. And, and, and then we put it out. And it's like, it's like, this is what I wanted. I wanted it to be like, I'm just worried about the conversation and the content. And someone else can worry about but the back end. The, yes, yeah. the technical stuff. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm in the process of, of crafting a podcast with some girlfriends of mine. All right. And it's for women of a certain age, yeah. you know, yeah. older women. Yeah. And so we're like, we could get in this podcast game, too, and have these conversations about what it means to 
age, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'm 54 and that I have a, it's a different conversation at 54 than it was at 34 and 24 and, you know, all that. So I think that'd be good. I think it's needed. I think because, so. Because I'm mean, not hearing whole, me. I'm not hearing me out there. No, our podcast is all about women's stories. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about women, how they got to be where they are. If they're in the middle of transitioning to something else that they're really passionate about, we want to talk to them. And we're hoping to sort of pass on information and intel to other people who are also trying to figure out what they, where they want to be and where they want to get their joy from. So it's worked out. We've gotten some really, we've had some really good guests on. A lot of authors because a lot of friends of mine. <laughs> but um, we've had some really good people on there and hearing some really interesting stories. And it was mainly because we wanted to turn the volume up on these voices that you don't hear that are yeah. sort of been shoved in the margins a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think now more than ever, people are definitely have their ears perked and listening for those voices. That and people are enjoying podcasting yeah. in ways that uh, I'm, I, I, I didn't really understand. Uh, but people follow pod, you know, they have their favorites that they follow. Yeah. They're always open to listening to new podcasts. You know, it's just like like radio on steroids, yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. So. And it's anything you want, too. Like, you can find almost any niche thing. There's a podcast for it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I think your podcast about women of a certain age would be really good. Because I saw that on, someone was talking about that on Facebook recently. I haven't been on Facebook like that, like that. I've been more on my author page. But I went on there and someone was like, okay, let's talk about it. I, you know, she was like 42 or something. She's like, let's talk about it. Uh, I, you know, the weight gain, I've got aches and pains. And she was just talking about like all the things that she does not like about aging. And then she had a whole bunch of comments where people were like, me too. Or, and, this, and it was like a really good conversation right there on Facebook. So I think people are definitely up for listening and talking about. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So can you talk about the next project? The next project. Oh, do I have to wait a whole year for you to come back? <laughs> and maybe. Then- <laughs> Well, I am working on a new book. I'm working on a new book. Um, you just stay writing, girl. I, you know what? I Ooh, just have a Lord. lot of ideas and stories. And for me, that's how I just keep the muscle active, is just to keep working on something. And um, I I like, this is a new one. I don't like to let the steam out the pot too much on, on new on Oh, new you, you have to, you got me two minutes. All right, Harry. Okay, Harry. But um, it's, it's, uh, I'm working on it. I'm hoping to finish it by the end of the year. Um, and it's about a woman who is, she's a scientist, and she is kind of broken and living a very empty life right now because of reasons. But she stumbles onto, um, there's an epidemic that's been uh, killing off the nation's so people under 18 have been falling sick. And so she stumbles upon what might be the reason for it. And so she starts investigating it. Um, that's all I can say right now. <laughs> so that means Nicole comes back next year. <laughs> I hope. I hope so. And then, of course, we're working on Hey Sis. This is season two we're in. We're oh, is it season two? And we're working along Ooh. weekly. So we, we're turning it out there. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. You're yeah. doing some good stuff. Thank I can't you. wait to finish up. Uh, have you met Nora? Thank you so much. And come out. Come out on Tuesday. Oh, yes, yes. February, Tuesday, November, November. 14th. <laughs> November 14th. At Tuesday. RJ Julia at uh, uh, Wesleyan. Middletown. Middletown. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the Wesleyan Bookstore. Yes. So come. I haven't, been, I haven't been. I'm looking forward to it. I didn't even know RJ Julia had an uh, outpost there. 
Me either, until recently. So I saw your thing, and I was like, <laughs> so I was like, is she correct? Let me go and look and make sure she's correct, because mm-hmm. I know RJ Julia in Guilford. Yeah. So, but this is cool. Yes, I'm going to do my best to, to, to get out there. And, and tell people to come on out. Yes, 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 and tell people to come out. So thank you so much for getting thank here today. Thank you for having me. It was a, it's always such a pleasure to see you oh, and talk to you. you. And I enjoy your game out there. <laughs> you have the best social media game of anybody I know. Thank you. Around your book, so... Okay, Harry, I'm getting out of here. You're going to cue us up the music. Can you do it from, from where you are? All right. Thank you, Nicole Blades. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm back on Monday. And uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know, I always talk to the most interesting people. So have a good weekend. I'll be at the Q uh, luncheon Saturday afternoon. And the um, Deltas are our masquerade ball Saturday night. So, you know, I get my party on. I'll see y'all. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> That's great. Go, go.